Here we are again, podcast number three from Beelins and Tennis. Uh, I hope the viewers are, are getting something out of this. It's fun for me to do, and uh, I've gotten some good feedback from our guests. Today we got a really, really cool guest. Um, I would like I, I would like to say he's a future star in the coaching profession, but that's false because he's already there, and everyone's notice, noticing how great this guy really is. He's currently in his first year. Um, as, he is, as the men's assistant coach at Baylor University down in Waco. Um, we're here with Michael Woodson. Michael, thank you so, so much. I know you're in the midst of your season right now. I don't want to take uh, much of your time. Just give us a quick quick uh, glance at where you're at and where the team's ranking is and who you got on your schedule coming up. David, uh, yeah, thank you very much. I, I really appreciate you. Uh, thank you, me, and uh, you know, taking the time to, to, to talk a little bit about uh, you know my journey and and you know kind of where where things have gone uh, through through my stops. You know, starting in North Carolina and the developers and now at Baylor down in Texas. Um, right now, we're actually in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, we are uh, playing uh, at University of Tulsa tomorrow. Uh, we're eighteen and three. We're number four in the country, uh, which is which is unbelievable. Um, we you know, we've risen from I think twenty two to start the year. Uh, we've had some, some really, really good wins, and, and the team's very hot right now. We're, we're young. We've only got one senior and no juniors, um, so it's been a lot of fun uh, and a great transition for me to, to have a group of guys that are, um, you know, young and malleable, um, you know, easy, easy to work with and, and with a lot to learn. So uh, really, really enjoying the process down here and excited for tomorrow. No, that that's great stuff, Michael. Um, let's kind of go because it's been really interesting. Um Let's kind of walk walk us through your journey, how you got involved, um, how you got involved in tennis as as player as a player, and then uh, you know transitioned into coaching. So let's kind of just start your junior days. How did you get involved in the sport? Who was influential yeah. to you, and go from there. I, I very non traditional uh, start to my tennis career. I you know my my father is a professional baseball player. Um, and my, uh, you know, my junior's career was following him around uh, a lot until I was 11 or 12 and uh, played basketball and soccer and everything but tennis. Uh, never played tennis up until I was in seventh grade. A couple of my best friends uh, went out for the JV team at my school, and I wanted to be on the same team as them. Uh, so I picked up a racket for the first time, went out there, had no idea what I was doing, and made the team. Uh, and it didn't really take tennis seriously until I was in high school. Uh, my freshman year, I was going to JV again because we were good and it was fun, and I didn't really care that much. And, uh, the, the varsity coach, Debbie Peak, uh, really forced me into, to, you know, they, they need me, they want me to play, and uh, I, I got into, you know, playing varsity tennis. I, I moved up to number three in the lineup my freshman year, and uh, you know, I uh, had, had some success there. It was a lot of fun and uh, really started taking tennis seriously after that. Um, you know, my family was never one with a lot of means. Um, my mom raised me, um, you know, on a teacher's salary for the most part, especially through high school. And uh, So I would take one lesson every other week and uh, never traveled outside of the state of North Carolina for a tennis tournament. So, uh, you know, I was, again, not, a, not your traditional tennis player in the juniors, um, at least at a high level. Uh, I decided to go to NC State um, to, to pursue uh, pre-veterinary medicine, uh, and after a year and a half there, really wanted to, to make an impact and in in, have an opportunity to play Division One tennis. 
Um, and so I, I, along with one of my best friends, transferred to Valparaiso, uh, which is in Indiana. Um, I can't believe the journey that, that it led me there, but I don't know where I would be without it. Um, you know, my, my father was actually the head baseball coach at Valpo, which was the connection there. Um, I got tuition remission, um, so it didn't cost a scholarship. Uh, at the time, Valpo only had one athletic scholarship from Incident. Uh, which allowed uh, you know, Coach Doherty to give more scholarships to my friend Chris, uh, so we went together. Um, it was it was quite a transition. Uh, the team was uh, not that good. Uh, it was an unbelievable time in our lives. Uh, you know, the experience will never forget. But you know, through my time there, we never went to the conference tournament. Uh, we we didn't win any conference matches our last couple of years there. Um, and and our team really, with the lack of scholarships and, and funding, we struggled. Um, and I was upset that I could, couldn't do pretty better in medicine there because they, they just didn't have it at Valpo. Um, I switched gears and was and did pre-med. I actually triple majored in biology and chemistry and exercise science. And so, triple, major? Really triple major? Yeah, tri- triple major. Triple <laughs> major, yeah. Um, you know, I, I just couldn't get enough. You know, I'm a, I, I, like, I, I don't like people to know that I'm uh, much of an academic guy or at least a nerd. I, I like to think <laughs> that I'm a nerd in disguise, but I, I really enjoyed my academics. And I tutored, I taught some classes and everything through my time there. And um, as, as my senior year began, uh, my mom was actually killed uh, by a drunk driver in a car accident. Uh, and that really shifted my outlook on life and my uh, career path. I had just a couple days to, to, to decide whether I was going to go to med school, whether I was going to take these internships uh, and fellowships that were offered, and, and then the, the opportunity arose to, to become the assistant coach for the men's team at Valpo and to stay. Um, and I knew with what was the most difficult time of my life uh, that I either wanted to be in Raleigh, uh, where I grew up, or Valpo, where I was comfortable, where my family was. And so I, I decided to, to forego everything and, and to go to stay in Valpo and, and start coaching. So I knew uh, at the end of November that I was going to be the coach next year. So I spent my entire senior season thinking that I was going to be the uh, assistant coach the, the following year. Uh, it, it worked out really, really well uh, for me because I, I kind of had the idea. I was prepared. I knew what I was looking for um, to, to start coaching. and. Uh, it was a great time uh, for, for me to get into that because uh, we had five seniors. I was part of a five-senior class. We needed to bring in multiple guys just to field the team the following year. Uh, and on one scholarship, that's not really that easy to do. Uh, we were able to put together a great class in, in all accounts, um, and I was uh, fortunate enough to help out in, in recruiting uh, Michael Spaglia, Lucas Watt, uh, Danny Oates, Michael Bocci, Daniel Etman, and Brian Hickey. Uh, six-person six class uh, for that following year, uh, and, and it was an unbelievable experience. I actually hit the road recruiting the day after our final match of the season. No, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> so I just, I just dove head first, and Coach Doherty was instrumental in, in my growth as a, as a coach and, and as a person. Um, you know, he was, he's been, this is his 32nd year at Valpo um, as the head coach, and uh, he, you know, he, he just really allowed me and, and helped me learn, allowed me to, to get my hands dirty in every uh, aspect of the program, and we, we had a lot of fun together. Yeah, let me, let, me sing your, let me sing your praises for a minute. For those who know Michael and for those who don't know Michael, um, I always joke, um, and it's not a joke, I, I mean it 100%. He is the hardest working coach I've, I've talked to. I mean, he just does it all. He said he gets his hands dirty in every aspect of the program, and and I felt it. And um, you know, I actually met Michael 
in like 2011, I was at a previous program, Niles North at the time, and uh, one of our top players, Dave Bacala. You and Coach Doherty were uh, recruiting him, and, and uh, you guys saw a few of his matches. I remember uh, you guys were at the state championship. I think he was in the round of 16 playing Sam Bloom, and it was a really, really good match. But I remember sitting next to you guys, and uh, it, it was... The funny thing, that the first day that we ever met was uh, Saturday, April 23rd, uh, 2012. Um, that might freak you out that I know that, but I don't know. For some reason, I have a good memory. Is that the 12th um, or the 11th? I think it had to be the 11th. It was 2012, because that's when I graduated. Um, and I just I had just a few days after going on that recruiting trip, we went to watch, actually went to watch Ishmael Katarov, um, and uh, he was playing Dave Bacala. Oh, that was the 12th. Yeah. Dave is, is unbelievable. I mean, this guy is, this is the next coming of, you know, I mean, this is going to be the next great college player. Uh, and and we, we couldn't believe our eyes. And, and Dory looked at me and was like, wow, you know, this guy's, you know, amazing. He's going to go to big school. I'm like, hey, let's get him. You know, why, why can't why can't we get we get a Dave Bacala? You know, why can't we get a five-star recruit? And uh, and that's, that's kind of what where we started. Uh, it was, you know, I took the mentality of, you know, if we're going to be one of the big boys, we need to act like one of the big boys. Uh, you know, we, and, and we were we revitalized. I mean, you know, Coach Dory had a vision for the program, and and we kind of came together. We re, revamped every aspect, and, and we just we went for it. Uh, and we, I mean, we had to raise a ton of money, which we did. We were very successful with. We had to upgrade all of our facilities, which we were successful with. We needed to get, uh, you know, multiple more scholarships in order to be relevant. And and crazy enough, we had. You know, guys that we'll, I'll talk about in a second on the hook, including Dave, and, and with with like, uh oh, how are we going to afford to bring all these guys in? And and they came through with a scholarship. I, mean, I put a 32-page budget proposal and budget increase proposal together, um, and and presented it to the athletic director and the president. And and they and to their credit, they came through. Uh, and and right is uh, a guy by the name of Jeffrey Shorsh and uh, Dave Bacala were about to com- uh, to commit. We were able to afford all of them because we got more scholarships, um, and and that that was that was really really exciting. Yeah, and that um, class you know, that class has done things that uh, no other class in Valpo has has done, and you you can talk about those guys a little bit, um, as well as you you piggyback some other classes that followed that really uh, is instrumental in where obviously the program is now. Absolutely, uh, you know it was, it was funny. Jeffrey Shorsh um, emailed us. And at the time, he was 5'5", five, five, I think. You know, he was tiny. Um, you know, was interested in uh, geoscience. And, uh, you know, we're thinking, uh, you know, I'm going, yeah, so we have a great geoscience program. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't even know if we have geoscience. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Anything to get him in the door. Anything to, anything to get the communication started. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I've got my, both my fingers crossed and my toes thinking, you know, please, you know, let's have something. We have a ten, top 10 program in the Midwest at Balboa. I thought, wow, this is, uh, this is an unbelievable opportunity. You know, he's looking at Michigan State, Wright State, Ball State, and us. I'm like, man, this guy's really good. Uh, you know, we, we've got this. This guy is a guy that never comes to to Southam, um, or, or any program in the Horizon League. I mean, this is a rare talent. Went and watched him play. He absolutely destroyed everybody in this tournament in Kalamazoo. Won the whole tournament straight set. Didn't drop one set. Uh, the, it was incredible. We thought, oh my gosh, this guy's coming to visit next week. You know, we're, we're in trouble. Everybody's going to call this guy. Everybody's going to want him now. Sure enough, Ohio State, Indiana, you know, called him while he was on his visit. 
uh, and, and to Jeffrey's credit, he's got to be the most loyal kid I've ever met in my life. Uh, and he, he actually told his dad, hey, tell him, you know, tell him no, thanks, but no thanks, that these guys recruited me from the start. And and it was it, it was a really, really cool, um, you know, coincidence that we were able to, to kind of get a guy that, that was really looking to change a program uh, to, to make a difference. And Jeffrey, you know, I, I thought the whole way he's a Valpo guy. He needed a mentor. He needed somebody that was going to care about him and his tennis, and he was just a natural talent. And, and I think I was able to do that for him. Um, he, he and I uh, owe each other a lot, um, I think, uh, in, in the success that we both had in our careers. And um, he made us sweat it out, put Coach Jordy and I in a room together, and then told us you know, that, that he was committing. And, and I distinctly remember being in Coach Jordy's arms at his house, jumping up and down, <laughs> this is it. We, we've made it. Uh, this, this is our shot. And... <laughs> And within days, Kyle Dunn committed, who's been, I mean, the absolute rock. If you look at his Horizon League record, I think he's lost once in four years. Tough as nails. Um, yeah. That kid That kid is tough as nails, huh? I'm sorry? He's tough as nails. I mean, you need a guy like Kyle Dunn on your team. I mean, it's, he's, he's incredible. He's a bulldog. He's a guy that wants to do more sprints and more lifting and, and everything. It's pushing all the other guys every single day. He's, he's forcing his teammates to eat healthy when we're not around and, uh, he, he's just a guy that, you know, he's just a rock-solid guy on the court, off the court. He, he's a guy that you don't want to play against that you want on your team. Right. Um, and, and he committed, and I thought, this is an unbelievable get for us. And, and he was good friends with Dave, and we kind of had Dave on the hook, but he was looking at Dave, or he was, you know, he was looking at some other schools, and, and we were able to come through. I mean, I, I remember driving around in my car 45 minutes every night talking on the phone to Dave. <laughs> Think, you know, just begging him, Dave. I promise you, I will not let you down. I promise you, this is the place for you. We're, this team's gonna be unbelievable. You guys are gonna come in. You're gonna kill it. You're gonna absolutely kill it. And when he committed, I thought, this is it. I mean, this team's gonna be. This team's gonna go places that nobody will believe. Uh, and then Charlie. I mean, you know, Charlie's the one that uh, has made unbelievable waves um, in, in college tennis and. Charlie Emhart was a guy who was not even, I mean, he was 270 tennis recruiting. Uh, he never responded to any of my emails or calls uh, all the way through the fall, even though he was number five on my list of recruits. Uh, by the way, Jeffrey, Dave, and Kyle were one, two, and three on my list of uh, my top five. Uh, and number four was Eric Marbach, who I, I, we just, we didn't work out. Uh, so, so we ended up getting four of the five guys, and, and sort of on Charlie was great because we called them and emailed them, and I actually gave up. I thought this guy just doesn't want to come to to, to Valpo. Turns out we had the wrong number and the wrong email address, <laughs> uh, and and he he's waiting for us to, to contact him, and he's slow. I mean, if you know Charlie, he's late to everything. He's the last guy. He just moves at slow pace, <laughs> and uh, and so he was late to the party recruiting, and so Dayton and Wabash had a had a lead on him. Uh, he almost went to Wabash, which is a good is a good solid Division three program. But this kid is an unbelievable talent, and, and it will definitely make it on the Pro Tour doubles. Uh, and Dayton actually told them, "No, we will not give you a walk on spot. Um, you know, we just don't have any room for you." And we had no money. And I thought, "Oh my God! You know, we're actually we actually got Charlie for for almost for free." Um, and and you know, he's done unbelievable things, and now he's on a, a good a big scholarship which he more than deserves uh, but it was just an unbelievable uh, piece that fell in place because we thought Charlie's going to be a good doubles player play first right away and, and maybe at some point he'll be good at singles I mean this guy's won 
90 singles matches in his career at Balco. He's won 108 or 109 doubles matches uh, going into today. And, I mean, he's a top 10 doubles player, and he plays three singles now for Balco. Um, the, the, the crazy thing about these four guys is they are one, two, three, and four in all-time wins. Uh, for Balboa in singles and doubles. That's insane. Uh, they, have the, they have the best winning percentage, each of the four of them, uh, in singles and doubles. I mean, they, they lead every single category that you can think of. Um, it, it's incredible. And and the, we went from uh, turning the, uh, excuse me, we, we went from not having won a conference match for, for four years to last year we went undefeated in the conference, went 4-0 in the semis and the finals of the conference tournament, um, and, and made the NCAA tournament for the first time in school history. This year, they're 17 and one going into today. Uh, they've won 16 consecutive matches, and I, I couldn't be more happy for them. I mean, it, it, it was a it's a total team effort. I mean, I, I was so excited that the the first class that I ever recruited, um, you know, including Mike and Danny, Lucas, and Brian, uh, were able to win a championship last year. Those guys were really the ones that led the way. Um, you know, we revitalized the program, but. But everybody wanted to be on their team. They were great teammates. They were hard workers, and they set they set us in the uh, moving in the right direction. And then the the, the, the studs came in. Uh, they were really really good players. And then you know from then on it was uh, everybody wanted to come to Balco. You know we were the hot mid major program, and you know to get guys like Chad Kissel and Brian Patina and and now you know the, the freshmen that are there are Brandon, uh, Brandon Ancona is a really solid player. Daniel Langston has an unbelievable future and. Franco Brozovic is going to win matches at, at four, five, and six for his whole career. I mean, this this program has no chance of losing in the conference this year. Uh, they're just so good, um, and and it's just such a fun group to follow, and and, and it makes me a you know uh, a proud alum. And then to, to see that the the cupboard is very full for next year with guys like Nick Marino and. Uh, I know that kid. Too. I know Nick a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I figured you probably know a guy uh, by Nick Marino. And there's another guy uh, that's about to sign next week who's a very, very strong player. And, um, and, and you know, the, the cupboard's very full. Uh, those guys are going to do a great job. And, and I think that they are going to win the Horizon League for many, many years to come. Uh, and so it's just an unbelievable opportunity and a privilege for me to be a part of this process. And I'll forever be extremely grateful for what Valpo uh, did to me and, and uh, you know, especially what Coach Doherty and all those players did. Yeah, so, um, Michael, that that's awesome. And all your hard work obviously paid off. And um, for our viewers, you know, again, I – Dave was at a previous school that I was at, and then Michael and I kind of lost contact for a little bit, and then um, I've been fortunate to have two uh, very high-level players on my current team at Glenbrook North High School. Um, Coach Woodson was interested in both those kids, so we picked up our relationship about, I don't know, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, um, and I just I just saw how loyal, how dedicated, how hardworking Coach Woodson, Woodson was, and uh, it's just been great to develop that relationship with you. Um, so everyone hears uh, Michael's heart and soul and how much he loves these guys. Uh, you came, uh, you had to deal with a very, very tough decision this summer. And you made a move, which, um, which obviously you felt was the best for your career. Um, with that move, you went to a program that's arguably one of the top programs in the country today. You said they're currently ranked number four. Um, 
and you left behind uh, an incredibly talented senior-laden class, you know, and back that up with the junior, sophomore, and freshman, and the, and the high school seniors that you were recruiting. Whenever you make a big change in life, it, there's never a perfect timing, and I know that that tugged at your heart so so hard. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Or are you able to talk about that a little bit? Um, I don't yeah, want to get too personal I, with I you. I can talk a little bit about it. I mean, I, you know, honestly, uh, it, it's a tearjerker. Uh, it, it makes me uh, emotional just to think about it. Um, so leaving those guys is, you know, gives me chills. Um, you know, they, they did so much for me. And, and, you know, I mean, you can, you can talk about the, the job that I did there, but it's all about the players. Uh, and the, the relationships that I built with those guys, and uh, the future of the program was so bright. And, you know, I, I remember, you know, uh, deciding that I, I needed to take this job. It was just an opportunity. With there, there were several pieces that I, I just needed to, to round out my portfolio and coaching in the direction that I wanted to head my professional career. That I just couldn't turn down and coming to Baylor. And um, you know, Jeffrey was playing, and it, uh, he got a wild card into the main draw at the Champagne Futures, and. And he, well, I was following along in the car, thinking, "I need to, you know, how am I going to tell these guys? How am I going to tell these guys?" And he lost seven, six, and a third to Sean Kirkheimer, and just a devastating match. And, and he called me, and I'm thinking, "Oh my, I have to tell him, you know, I have to, to, to tell him." And, and it took me a couple of minutes to convince him that I wasn't joking, um, and it was it was horrible, and that, it was an awful call, um, you know. I, Chad, Chad walked away from the phone when I was talking to him. Um, and thankfully it was with Brian Cena who could tell me, hey, he's just not here anymore. Um, and, you know, there were other guys that were, were understanding, but um, it, it was very difficult because our relationship was very, very close. Um, you know, a, a lot of those guys and I, you know, they were, were, were at Bapo together for that reason, um, and to, to do big things together. And, and for me to leave them, I really felt like I was, I was letting them down. Uh, and, and it was extremely, extremely difficult. Um, the, the guys have banded together really well. The senior class has done an unbelievable job um, of, of keeping of keeping that team together. Coach Story is an absolute rock for them, um, and and they've done a, a great job uh, moving forward. I mean, that team is, is absolutely loaded. I mean, I wish other big schools weren't scared to death to play them, and, and maybe they would be in the top 30. I, I really believe, after being here at Baylor and seeing the talent, that that's the top 25 team in the nation, um, especially with those senior class. I mean, Jeffrey has not lost a set this year at number one singles. He hasn't lost a set. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the team is just absolutely rolling. Um, and so it was really, really difficult for me to leave those guys. But, but knowing how strong that they are and, um, you know, what, what a tight group they were, um, that, that they were going to be okay. And, and it hasn't been long. And, you know, they've moved on to, to bigger and better things than me. And I've been fortunate enough to keep in touch with quite a few of them, um, you know, just to see how they're doing. And I know once the season ends and uh, everything, you know, moves forward, we'll, we'll all move forward. And, and I, I look forward to being extremely close with each and every one of those guys because they're not just the players, they're my friends. And, um, you know, I, I look to them for guidance as much as they look to me. Uh, so I... I Yeah, I appreciate your candor on that. I know it was not easy at all. And uh, I remember when I heard, um, obviously I was happy for you, but I knew your relationships that you had with those guys and the incoming um, kids that you were going to have on your team, that this was going to be a, a killer. But um, sometimes in life you have to do stuff that 
is not easy. Um, and it just shows how much you care and how much those kids care about you. So let's kind of take you to where we are today, man. I mean, this is coming up. Obviously, it's a big, uh, important time in your season. This is year one. Um, how was the move? How was the transition? Uh, everything, man. It, it's going. It, from what we've talked to, it's been great. It's been great. Uh, you know, been been very impressed with with all the guys on the team. I mean, it was tough. You know, coming in with a new coach and new ideas and thoughts and, and a different outlook on life. And we've got guys from all over the world. And, and I couldn't be happier with, with the group of guys that we have on the team. I mean, they're just very close. Uh, they're hardworking, dedicated. They're respectful and understanding of, you know, the differences in my views as opposed to the other coaches that they've had uh, before. Sorry about the feedback. Uh, so it's just been it's been excellent. Um, you know, the the team is like I said, young, uh, very young, and I think we have our bumps in the road uh, at times and our frustrations. But the the rewards of, of hard work and, and seeing these guys grow up in front of my eyes is just, I mean, it's very very rewarding. Uh, you know, we've had a ton of success. I think we've exceeded our own expectations so far this year. And being an eight, eighteen and three and being number four in the nation, I mean, we're a legitimate national championship contender, and uh, our best years are ahead of us, uh, to be honest. And, and so it's been a lot of fun to be at a program with um, the, the resources and the, the funding, the facilities, and, and just the, the commitment to excellence throughout the athletic department and the university uh, to, you know, really to, to go after your dreams. Uh, I think that's what I needed. Uh, here and, and I'm getting it. Uh, you know, Waco, Texas is great. I, I love it. Campus is beautiful. Um, the weather's very nice, which is is a big improvement from <laughs> Indiana. Uh, as much as I like the Valpo community, uh, and so yeah, I just have, I have no complaints. I mean, re- really excited about the direction of the program, and and hope hope that I can help uh, bring this program to national championship. Michael. Um... Just want to thank you. We're we're coming up around a half hour, and I don't want to take up too much more of your time. But um, for sharing your story, this has been awesome. And it, and sometimes it takes some crazy, um, horrible circumstances uh, in life for you to make a decision and go maybe a different route than you were headed. But um, something crazy and something terrible did happen in your life, um, and you were at a crossroads, and you made a decision to go a certain way, and. Um, it's been unbelievable what you have accomplished so far, and uh, um, I, everyone knows this, and you know this. Your your mom is definitely looking over over you, Michael, and I'm so glad it's been working out for you. Um, and hey, man, Big Twelve country, I got to get myself down to Waco, and you got to get me a ticket for my Jayhawks when they come down there. I know uh, we both we both had good seasons on the. In the hoops arena, we both came up a little bit short, but it, but it was a fun year nonetheless. But I just uh, absolutely in closing, I'm a man. Big, I'm a big Baylor fan now, and uh, of course we hate the Jayhawks, but uh, <laughs> they keep beating us in basketball, and, and I know it won't be long before uh, before we get we get our uh, taste of Jayhawk blood. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. But yeah, we're looking forward to having you down in, in Waco, and uh, you know, uh, hope, definitely want to keep in touch and. And get on again soon if you'll have me. Good luck. Oh, thanks, Michael. This was awesome, man. We'll definitely have you again. Good luck the rest of the season, and thank you so much for doing this, man. It was great. Thanks, David. We'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Thank you.